blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we have got two new patrons to the stage, both making their TTT debut in one corner. This man is fat, he's fire, he's on fleek, he's out of sight, top flight, and just plain all right. He's cool, he's fresh. It's Dynamite Dustin Resch. Dustin, say hi. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Wow, I'm a little bit dumbstruck by that amazing intro. <laughs> um, my name's Dustin. I'm an artist in Colorado. Uh, I've been on a bunch of other podcasts, but this is my first time in the the Blast from the Past Network and on TTT, and I'm really excited, man. No, uh, very, very awesome. No, um, John and I teamed up to go against you, and I can't remember your partner on Jamie Toon's podcast. That was with Sam Carr. That was with Sam. That's right, yeah. Sam Carr. Oh, the evil Sam Carr. Uh-huh. My arch- <laughs> He's like he. I like if I'm Sheldon, he is my Will Wheaton. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love. I love Sam. <laughs> Sam's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, your opponent today is pure concentrated awesome. He's got about three times your daily intake of sodium, but boy, can I tell you, he's mm-mm good. It's Super James Campbell. Hey, James, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I, I am from Burlington, Kansas. I am an attorney by trade. Primarily, I'm a criminal defense attorney. Oh. And much, much like Dustin, I've, I've hosted a lot of trivia podcasts, done a lot of other things. This is the first time I've ever been a contestant, so this is a little new. I'm used to writing trivia, not necessarily answering the questions. Well, that is a heck of an honor to be your first, sir. I love it. (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Let's listen to our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know the rules, I want to get to know James and Dustin just a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I had... Campbell's mm-mm good on my mind. And so I want to know, what is your favorite commercial jingle? Oh, that was a bomb to drop on me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to go through. So, so much catchiness. I just watched an old David Cross special the other day. So I've got his fictional Henderson Valley eggs jingle uh, in my head. 
Yeah. Well, and I we just watched the Toys That Made Us last night, and I've had the Slinky jingle in my head all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just see wow. it walking downstairs alone and in pairs in his brain there. Yep. <laughs> I, I think I'd have to go with the mcdonald's big mac to all beef patty special sauce less oh, cheese pickles onions on a, on a sesame yeah. seed bun okay yeah it tells you exa- everything you need to know about the sandwich right in this song all right mr dustin what about you oh i gotta come up with a real one then yeah yes yeah, so you gotta oh is that wow. the one you wanted i, I don't know it so <laughs> is that, if that's your answer <laughs> well i'm not this saying is an it, easy so this is an easy pick for me out. if that's your answer <laughs> um i'll take the slinky one then that's a good good old theme song Okay. Um, I don't, John, we might have had one Slinky in our lifetime, but I've had many a Big Mac. So if I had to pick one, I don't know if it's much of a jingle, but I probably would have gone with Crossfire, like that 80s, 90s. You get caught up in the Crossfire. Crossfire! Uh, (laughs) Sorry, it's so good. All right, but... I absolutely ate a bunch of Big Macs in my day. So that means, James, you get to pick your category to start off this round one. Uh, I was really counting on Dustin winning that so I could go second. <laughs> Let him take that. I will go with food. Go. Fitting. And we will start this game off in the 2000s. Okay. We have a question from Simon Hood. What franchise held their grande opening for their first store in Israel in 2001? Keep in mind, this is not their first store ever, their first store in Israel. Unfortunately, Israel remains their white whale as this location didn't last long, closing in 2003. Could you repeat that for me? Yep. This franchise held their grande opening for their first store in Israel in 2001. Keep in mind, this was not their first store ever, just their first store in Israel. Unfortunately, Israel remains their white whale as this location did not last long, closing in 2003. Based upon the grande, I'm going to hope it's Taco Grande and go with Taco Bell. Taco Bell is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I think I can based on the white whale plus the grande. I think this is going to be Starbucks. With the grande size and the white whale hint, it is Starbucks. Absolutely. All right. Don't feel bad, James. I was right there with you. I was assuming Taco Bell the whole time. <laughs> as soon as he said grande, that's where my brain went. It's yep. yeah, hard to get off of it. I, I When I hear the bell, I go ringing for it for <laughs> sure. I love me some Taco Bell. All right, Dustin, what category would you like? Uh, I will take TV. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. What cartoon duo debuted in 1991 as one of the original Nicktoons? Their show generated controversy for its dark humor, sexual innuendos, adult humor, violence, and shock value. Based on duo and some memories of uh, Don't Piss on the Electric Fence, I'm going to try Red and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy is correct. Okay. And uh, Thur, I'm going to have to tell you, is don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> don't whiz, yes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the uh, the original Nicktoons were Doug, Rugrats, and Ren and Stimpy. And Doug and Rugrats did not have really any controversy. It was all over Ren and Stimpy. So, 
All right, we are moving back to James. Which category? I will try sports. Okay. We're staying in the 90s. We have a question from Will Boylan. On April 23rd, 1999, what St. Louis Cardinal third baseman was the first player to hit two grand slams in one inning? I wonder if his Padre playing son is trying to do the same thing as we speak. I remember this. I'm going to say Tatis. Fernando Tatis Sr. is correct. Oh, nice job. Nice, well, Paul. Done. I, you guys keep picking these 90s and 2000s. <laughs> it's I'm old. I need the <laughs> old ones. That's where I get better. Don't worry. The dice, I'm sure, will take us there. All right, Dustin, what category would you like? Uh, let me please try literature. Literature. New decade is the 70s. Okay. And we've got another question from Will Boylan. You said 70s, right, John? I did. Okay. Fool's Die is a 1978 novel written by what author who won their first Oscar five years earlier for a film adapting his previous novel? Tell me the title one more time. Fool's Die. F-O-O-L-S. Fool's. And then Die. D-I-E. The first Oscar. Wow. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming is incorrect. James, can you steal? Could you read that one for me once more? Fool's Die is a 1978 novel written by what author who won their first Oscar five years earlier for a film adapting his previous novel? You said 1975, correct? Uh, 19, did I say 75? 78. 78, 78. Is, is, yep. So that would have been 73. I'm going to guess Mario Puzo. The Oscar in 1973 was for The Godfather. Yes. It was Mario Puzo. Good steal. All right. We are back to James. Mm-mm, good, Campbell. Which category would you like? I will pick news and politics. Your decade is the 60s. In 1961, Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first person in space. One month later, who became the first American in space? John Glenn. John Glenn is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I think it was Alan Shepard first. It was Alan Shepard. I think uh, John Glenn was the first to, what, orbit? To orbit, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, now Dustin gets a steal, and which category would you like, sir? Music, please. Okay. I hope you like old music, because we're going to the 50s. Ooh, that's real old. And we have got another question by Will Boylan. <laughs> Thank you, Will, man. We really appreciate it. And also, I really am glad you're knocking them out before you come back on the podcast in the future. So that way we don't have to worry about you writing your own questions. Okay. 50s music. Before Cheech told this to the cops, who said, 
you keep on knocking, but you can't come in in a 1958 R&B top hit. I'm picturing a later song with that in it. Can you give me the whole question again, please? I can. Before Cheech told this to the cops, who said, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in in a 1958 R&B top hit? Little Richard. Little Richard is correct. Sweet. Well done. All right, Mr. Campbell, would you like movies, fashion, slang, or toys and games? Toys and games. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. And a question by Simon Hood. Mike Tyson became the youngest heavyweight boxing champ in 1986 at age 20. However, in 1987, Nintendo released an updated version of their Punch-Out!, giving you the chance to beat this record by defeat the ultimate boss, Tyson, playing as what 17-year-old boxer? A.K.A. name the character in Punch-Out. <laughs> I don't even have a good guess. I say Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I can't, so I'm going to say Balrog. But the Balrog? <laughs> That was that was the Mike Tyson analog in Street Fighter 2. Uh, oh, nice. That's right. That's right. That's right. He was. Um, no, um, I actually have been playing a good bit of Punch-Out because I bought a Nintendo Mini not too long ago, and I have played a little bit of Super Smash Bros., and he is one of my favorite characters to play, to play even though he has terrible recovery. Um, he hits hard. His name is Little Mac. Little okay. Mac. All right, uh, Dustin, we are back to you. I will take movies. Okay. And we're staying in the 80s. Okay. What 1986 film involves a boy traveling eight years into the future while having an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship voiced by Pee Wee Herman? Wow. Man, I have a vague picture in my head, and I don't have a title with it. What was the year again? 1986. It was Pee Wee was the voice of the... Wow. Uh, the Explorers. The Explorers is incorrect. James, can you steal? No. Peabody and Sherman. Peabody and Sherman is incorrect. John, I'm going to throw this to you because I know you know this one. I do. We reviewed it on other podcasts, and unfortunately, I think for us, it didn't quite hold up uh, this time around. This was Flight of the Navigator. Navigator, okay. Flight of the Navigator. That is correct. All right. James, you get to pick between fashion and slang. What would you like? I'll take slang and leave Dustin fashion. <laughs> right. Well, you said you liked your older questions, so let's see how you do with some 50s fashion. Slang. Slang. He's doing slang. Yeah, that's slang. what I said. Slang. 50 slang. <laughs> right. What derogatory slang for an intellectual was popularized in the U.S. Uh, by syndicated columnist Stuart Alsop? Yep, Alsop. Sorry. In 1952, in reference to Adlai Stevenson's presidential campaign. Prior to that, the term typically referred to a bald person. I kind of butchered it. Let me know if you want me to reread it. 
when you say ALSOP, is that the name? Is that how it's spelled? ALSOP, yep, yep. Yeah. It's actually my mom's maiden name. It was also, or is how they pronounced it. Well, okay. But it's a very rare name. I'm going to say Egghead. Egghead is correct. I was trying to cover up the visual clues over here. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin put his hoodie above his head for sure. Uh, All right. That leaves fashion for Dustin. And he gets the 80s. Okay. What athletic wear brand was started by brothers Harold and Wallace Humphreys in England in 1924? But in the 80s, their shorts were worn by all the cool guy athletes and are known for their double diamond logo. Uh, is that Umbro? Umbro is correct. Sweet. So the um in Umbro comes from the Humphreys and the bro because they were brothers. That's how they got Umbros. So, all right, that is the end of round one. John, let us know where we stand. All right, well, Dustin's got a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. Dustin has 50 and James has 30. Absolutely. It is not that far. All right, and as James got to start off round one, that means, Dustin, you're going to pick for James to start off round two. Well, just in the spirit of pure vengeance, I'm going to start him off with fashion. <laughs> I think that is fair. And your decade is the 90s. Exposing your midriff was a hot trend in the 90s women's fashion. Celebrities like Madonna and Gwen Stefani were known for burying their bellies in what type of rhyming shirt? Crop top. Crop top is correct. Well done. James, you seem like a crop top kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, unfortunately, a lot of my shirts are now crop tops, but it's not because that was intentional. It's because uh, they have to detour so far now that mm-hmm. I, I, like I totally feel you. I like that's a good way to put it. Detour <laughs> going out of their way. All right. Uh, James, what do you want to give to Dustin? I will give Dustin slang okay your decade is the 70s okay another question by will boylan this is the episode presented by will boylan apparently we really appreciate that will all the questions you sent in all right what phrase that stems from night from the 1978 jonestown massacre is used to describe a follower who believes in the possibly doomed or dangerous idea The phrasing confused me a little bit, but I think it's got to be something to do with drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid, absolutely. Or drinks the Kool-Aid, anything that deals with ingesting Kool-Aid, I would have accepted. Absolutely well done. Okay. All right. What do you want to give to James? Um, let's try literature. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. The Satanic Verses is the fourth novel by what British Indian writer first published in September 1988. The book was inspired by the life of the Islamic prophet Muhammad. I just wrote a question along these lines that was actually a food question because for years he was married to Padma Lashmi, who hosts Top Chef. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be Solomon Rushdie. 
That is Salman Rushdie. I wasn't sure if you're going to try and make it a salmon question if we were putting it to food or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you want to give to Dustin? This is hard because I don't know his strengths and weaknesses other than I wasn't going to give him literature for fear of him getting a comic question. Fair. He knows he knows his drawings, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, and I listened to an episode he did on Marvel specifically. So. Mm. Yeah. I will give him news and politics. Decade is the 90s. What Nigerian writer and environmental activist was a member of the Ogoni people, an an ethnic minority in Nigeria whose homeland has been targeted for crude oil extraction since the 50s? At the peak of his nonviolent campaign, he was tried by a special military tribunal and, uh, and hanged in November t- on November 10th, 1995. Man, that got dark. It... Um, gosh. I'm going to have to try Biko. Steve Biko is incorrect. James, can you steal? I don't. Just in a shout out to Ted Lasso fans because he protested the Nigerian oil spills, I'll say. Sam Obasanya. <laughs> I like that. That's a good call. Uh, definitely not Sam Obasanya. This was probably my most difficult question of my entire bunch. Um, I, I read this about the guy and I thought it was very interesting, but his name is uh, Kenul Bison Sarawiwa, or Waiwa. I believe it's Wiwa, but um, he went by Ken Sarawiwa. So very, very tough one there. Would have knocked you out if I got that right, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dustin, do you want to give James movies, music, TV, toys and games, sports or food? Uh, let's do toys and games. Okay. Your decade is the 60s. I was 11. There you go. What game first hit the market in 1967? It consists of a transparent plastic tube, plastic rods, called straws, and several dozen marbles. Its onomatopoeic name derives from the sound of the marbles tumbling to the base of the tube during play. Kerplunk. Kerplunk is correct. That's right on the same level as the hanged Nigerian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) I I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? How the dice fall. Uh, all right. What do you want to give to Dustin? Oh, again, I just don't know. Um, I'll give him movies. Okay. Your decade is the 70s. All right. We have a question by Will Dennison. Thank you, Will. John Cazale starred in five and only five feature films in his career. All five were released in the 70s. And even more amazing, each of the five were nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture, with three of them winning the Oscar. He played the same character in two of the five films, those coming out in 1972 and 74. Name the character. Uh, That's going to be Fredo Corleone. It is Fredo Corleone. Nicely done. Couple... uh, uh, Godfather adjacent questions this uh, game. Love it. Yeah. All right, Dustin, 
We have got some music, TV, sports, and food left for James. What do you want to give him? Uh, I'm going to give him sports before he finds out what my weakness is. <laughs> <laughs> the decade is the 2000s. On March 24th, 2001, the Arizona Diamondbacks played the San Francisco Giants. What pitcher unleashed a fastball that never made it to the plate because a dove flew in the way, effectively effectively being exploded by the big unit's pitch? The big unit would be Randy Johnson. It is Randy Johnson. That's one of like three baseball questions I would have gotten because I just used a gif of it the other day. I I can't help but watch that thing. Like probably like every like six months or something, yeah. I find it again on YouTube. I'm just like, oh, that poor dub. But man, is it it's crazy how it explodes. Oh, man. All right. James, what do you want to give to Dustin? I will give him music. Okay. Your decade is the 60s. Another question by Will Boylan. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Really appreciate it. A cover version of what artist's song, Come On, was the Rolling Stones' first single released on June 7th, 1963? Marvin would approve of this. Huh. What, Marvin? Uh, can you repeat for me, please? A cover version of what song of what artist's song "Come On" was the Rolling Stones' first single released on June seventh, nineteen sixty-three. Marvin would approve of this. Hmm. Sixty-three. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that clue. Uh, Chuck Berry. It's your cousin Marvin. Marvin <laughs> Berry. Oh, crap, really? It is Sweet. Chuck Berry. You uh, picked the right Marvin. Missed the clue and got the clue anyway. Wow. Nicely Beautiful. done. All right. What do you want to give to James? Uh, let's do food. And decade is the 70s. What psychedelic pizza chain was established in 1974 in Atlanta, Georgia? Though maybe known best for pizza, they also serve calzones, hoagies, salads, appetizers, and a wide beer selection. To date, the chain has over 200 locations across 20 states. you read that again, please? I can. What psychedelic pizza chain was established in 1974 in Atlanta, Georgia? Though maybe known best for pizza, they also serve calzones, hoagies, salads, appetizers, and a wide beer selection. To date, the chain has over 200 locations across 20 states. Showbiz Pizza. Showbiz Pizza is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I doubt it, but uh, I'm going to say tripping meatballs. <laughs> Your tripping meatballs is incorrect. John, we went to uh, a university with one of these there. Can you do you know this one? I do, and I was probably the only one in the whole of Athens, Georgia, who did not like Mellow Mushroom. I renounce you as my brother because honestly, Mellow Mushroom is like my favorite pizza. Period. I think it's phenomenal. I think James I, and I are a little I, too far I, west for that. I yeah. have never heard of that. Oh, it's so good! It's eh. so good. Eh. It is the best. Oh, John's wrong. John's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's so good. All right, all right. Nobody gets that one. Uh, and this leaves the last question for Dustin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. 
It's the 2000s. Okay. And a question by Vernon Heggie. Probably my second hardest question on this entire lot. Great. <laughs> With only 13 episodes and debuting in September 2001, what sitcom followed a part-time minor league baseball announcer played by Brecken Meyer? The basis of the show was the titular character's inner thoughts and fantasies revealed by a team of sports announcers who would spontaneously pop up and produce jokey commentary. It sounds like a sports version of Herman's Head, but I know that's not it. Uh, I was just thinking Herman's Head. Yeah. yeah. That's similar. Because I can name some of the other people in that. But, wow. Uh, Brock Meyer, the prequel. <laughs> Brock Meyer, the prequel, is incorrect. James, can you steal? Ball four. Ball four is incorrect that yeah, this was a tough one i feel like i have heard of the show but i absolutely never watched any of it it was called inside schwartz wow inside it schwartz. wasn't and i think wasn't it tripping ball four <laughs> it was not <laughs> tripping ball all right. four all right that is the end of round two john where do we stand well we have a very close game going into the final round dustin has 80 and james has 70 Yes. All right. Very close one. This is going to be a fun final round. James, as you're in the lead, what category do you want to secure into the final round? Well, Dustin's in the lead. What did I say? Did I say James is in the lead? My bad. I just, I like you better. That's just how it goes. <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish you were in the lead, but Dustin, you're okay too. So Dustin, you can pick. What, what do you want to pick first? <laughs> what do I want in the final? Yeah. What do you want? Well, what, which one do you want to add? Uh, music. Music. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the decade will be the 70s. Okay. Okay. And Mr. James. Based upon Dustin's statement earlier and the fact that we've got the 90s and the 2000s out of the way, I'm going to pick sports. That was stupid okay. of me. He likes the older categories, he said. That decade will be the 80s. Okay. All right. We need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 80s sports and 70s music. Okay. All right, Will, or uh, James, are you good? I'm good. All right. We are going to start in our 70s music question. Go Away Little Girl was the first song to reach number one from two different artists. The first time was from 1963, a version by, Stephen, by Steve Lawrence, and the second time was in 1971, performed by this male pop star and variety show host, mostly known for being in a duo. And your 80s sports question. In 1982, what famous ring announcer began his career? By 1984, he developed his catchphrase, which you don't have to wait long while streaming, to hear him say, let's get ready to rumble. All right. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to remind everybody, if you guys are looking to become patrons of the Throwback Trivia Takedown, I hope you guys are all considering that because we appreciate any and every little bit of our patrons. And if you want to join our 2023 tournament uh, for a chance to get into our, uh, our main tournament, 
you're going to have to join at the $5 level. And we're going to do a play-in round. If you join at the $1 level, you can listen to the episodes. At $5 levels, you get a chance to play in those. And then any of the winners of those rounds will go in and win a fantastic t-shirt and all the respect from John and me. And that's really all that matters. So, <laughs> all right. All right. Do either of you need either question again? Nope. No. No. Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, Dustin, or not Dustin, James, as you were behind, what were your two answers to our questions? Well, for 70s music, I believe that was half of Donnie and Marie, so I went with Donnie Osmond. And for the sports question, I can see him, but I could not think of a name, and I guessed McMahon. Okay. And Dustin Resch, what were your answers to the two questions? I also had the fabulous little Donny Osmond, and uh, I, again, I can picture him also. I have no clue what the dude's name is, so I put Howard Cosell knowing full well I'm wrong. <laughs> All right, and the correct answers, it was the wonderful Donny Osmond who sang Go Away Little Girl, and even though he does look a little bit like Vince McMahon, he isn't named also Vince McMahon. Uh, the ring announcer, very famous ring announcer, is Michael Buffer. Buffer. Michael Buffer. All right. So we need to know how wagers went to get our final scores. Uh, Mr. James, what did you wager? Go big or go home. I put all 70 in. All right. And Dustin? I put 10. Okay, John, mathematicize us up and let us know who won. With a final score of 72-0, Dustin is today's winner. Hooray. Well done, Mr. Resch. We very much loved having you both on today. Uh, James, we're going to let you start first. Uh, please, you know, promote anything you want to promote. You did a great job. Even though you ended with no points, you still had a fantastic game. <laughs> well, thank you, and. Congratulations to Dustin. I believe he got one more question right than I did throughout the course of the day, but <laughs> beat me right. by 70 points. It's all in the matter of the timing. Uh, <laughs> I, I am actually, tomorrow night, as we're recording this, tomorrow night I am hosting a trivia game for Kansas Legal Services, and I just want to, if anybody's got a chance at this time to... Uh, support your local legal services corporation. And there's one in every state and there's multiples in a lot of different states. People who are in deep trouble because of either, uh, you know, violence in the home or because of, you know, landlord tenant problems or anything else. If it's a civil matter, they don't have a right to an attorney. They can't be appointed an attorney. And there's a whole incredible army of attorneys who work for very little money across the nation who try and help those people through the legal services corporation and through legal services in every state if you get an opportunity please please volunteer help those places out it's something that you don't hear a lot about but they are helping the people that are in the most need and they can use all the help they can get that sounds like incredible worthy cause uh, Dustin, ha, try to beat that. I can't, man. That uh, I appreciate what you're doing with that. That's fantastic. Um, so this is a new podcast I haven't shouted out my wife on yet, so I want to send a shout out to Brooke uh, so I don't get in trouble. And uh, then I'll just plug, uh, go take a look at, at my website, 
reshasketch.com uh, just to take a look at the children's book artwork that I'm doing and support the efforts I'm trying to get published and uh, trying to get out there. All right. Thank you so much, Dustin and James, for being contestants, for joining the Patreon. We really appreciate you guys. Um, I'm fantastic to have you both on. Excited to meet James. Awesome to meet you for the first time. Dustin, great to see you again. Uh, this was a fantastic episode, a fantastic game for John. I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Well, and now I'm going to be divorced because I forgot to shout out my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.